0: For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Nico Coltrane and this is Film Club, a podcast series where youth film critics and cultural connoisseurs spill a theoretical tea on a new movie. We're doing something a little different for this episode. Rather than diving deep on a specific movie, we're going to be discussing the films nominated for Academy Awards this year. Our AtMe crew got together to chat about the Oscar nominations, what they think will win versus what they hope will win. They also discuss what movies they think should have been nominated and which awards they are most personally invested in. Plus, you'll find out which AtMe producer is a die-hard Twilight stan. Here's their discussion, led by Zinn Rogers.
1: Hi, uh, welcome to the Oscars Roundtable. Could you all please introduce yourselves?
2: Hi, I'm Daisy, and I like movies. I'm really excited for the Oscars, um, but I'm excited for to have this discussion with everybody because I've been wanting to discuss this list with people.
3: Hi, I'm Quinn. Um, I am also a movie enjoyer. Excited to be here today. A little nervous that I haven't seen enough of the movies but i'm still excited to be here
4: so i'm madison Knudsen, and i yeah i love the oscars like anyone else here um or like everyone else here and my grandma loves the oscars too so i'm doing her justice today by talking about the oscars
1: yeah and i'm zen uh, movie lover like the rest oscar lover or hater depending on the nominations but this year i'm i'm, I'm happy about it So. Let's start by diving into each of our relationships with the Oscars. Are all of you regular watchers, or do you tune in here and there, depending on what's nominated, or do you never watch the Oscars at all?
2: So I only started like religiously watching the Oscars, I think 2018, I think 2018, 2019, then 2020 and 2021, um, obviously ne- this year is gonna be 2021. I think are the only years that I watched it live and like actually was like following. Obviously, like back then I couldn't really watch the movies like as often. But thankfully this year, like I got to like look at the list and be like, okay, like I can watch a majority of these movies or get the gist of these movies. So yeah, for about like four years, I've been like I've been like on top of the Oscars. Okay, I'm about to reveal
3: a bit of an insecurity of mine. I only really started um, watching like big award shows like the Oscars since I started um, going to school for, you know, showbiz. Um, But one of the things that I struggle with is that I don't watch enough movies. Um, So I'm trying to be a better, you know, I'm trying to be a better entertainment student and you know this is now i have the time to and there's still time to
4: catch up i've been watching the oscars i think for a long time um i haven't like watched all of the oscars like best picture nominations since like this year i guess um because they either were all too inappropriate for me because i was younger and like can't be an eight-year-old watching rated r movies or like, I just didn't, like, they didn't interest me. Um, I would mostly watch it for the best animated uh, feature, Um, but it'd be kind of boring because Pixar would always win, but yeah. So yeah, I've been watching it for a while.
1: Wait, yeah, and so have I, Uh, long time. Okay, so yeah, let's start diving into the actual awards now. How many of the Best Picture nominees have you all seen so that we can start talking about that category?
2: I just saw Coda last night. Um, I watched Dune, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story.
3: I have seen a grand total of two, but I've seen Dune and um, Don't Look Up, which I'm a huge fan of Don't Look Up.
4: I think I've seen five of these. Yeah, West Side Story, The Power of the Dog, Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, and Belfast.
1: Okay, sweet. Again, I've seen all of them. So let's talk about which of these is our favorite of whichever ones we've seen.
2: So I watched CODA last night. I loved it. Um, I'm really excited that it's kind of um, on this list for best picture, like now that I've watched it. My sister studied ASL, um, American Sign Language for about two years and so I kind of learned some of that ASL and so some of like the jokes and some of the stuff that um that they were like talk- they were signing in that movie was really cool and it was really exciting you know to see you know ASL be represented yeah I think yeah I really like CODA like again I just watched it last night so it's like fresh in my mind
1: I also love Coda, though. Um, I feel like it's, it's one that not enough people are talking about because it just seems so... It doesn't seem to have the same weight as the other ones, even though I think it does. It's just such a, such a sweet movie.
2: Yeah, it's a really sweet movie. And, like, unfortunately, like, people just wouldn't relate to it because, like, it is a deaf family with one hearing person. But it's still... I don't know. Like, I still felt really connected to it. And I... And I think that's what's amazing about it. And people just don't give it a chance because they just see, um, oh, sign language, there are going to be subtitles, like, and just completely just off
4: to
1: it. I think that's actually ties it to Drive My Car and that these are two movies that people might get uh, dissuaded from because they'd have to read subtitles. But I, I do think this movie manages to really make you sympathetic about a situation with Coda and the deaf family and whatnot, even if you haven't had that experience yourself. I think it does a very good job of that.
2: Yeah. Also, I really like Power of the Dog. I think I heard a couple people complain that it was really dry and that it was really boring. Um, I didn't really think so. I thought it was very slow. Obviously, like you have to get a snack. You have to, you know, um, really like sit down and watch the movie and honestly just like enjoy the scenery. I think I've never been to like the Midwest. Like I've never like been to like those like really dry sort of like no offenses in bland like areas, but I think that there's like some like beauty in like that really like simple kind of environment. And so I really liked Power of the Dog because it was just like simple stuff. And um, yeah.
1: So Power of the Dog, I loved it. It's my pick and prediction uh, for Best Picture. Although it's based in Montana, one of the things my grandfather, who was a cattle rancher in Montana for 30 years, hated about the movie was it's not shot in montana it's shot in new zealand and he was like that's that's not montana he was very confused he's uh, approaching 90 now and was very confused by why they had a movie in Montana that was shot in new zealand it didn't look like montana at all
3: do they say it's based in montana yeah, it's, yeah. why do they do that
1: uh my theory on it is that it's about the universe, uh, almost the universality of the uh, toxic masculinity of the old West and how, it, how it isn't necessarily tied to Montana, even though the story's is based in Montana, it's free of geography.
2: For my pick for best picture, I really don't know which one's going to win. Like, obviously I hope that Coda wins. Cause it just, it, it took my heart. It's amazing. Everybody please go watch it. It's amazing. Um, but yeah i don't know i feel like power of the dog i don't know i mean like again it's probably gonna win it is a very good movie
1: we'll see it didn't do that well at all of the uh, pre-oscar awards uh comparatively um, to movies that usually take a lot of awards but i i still do think it will just because it's jane campion so madison you also saw power of the dog right
4: yes i did i saw it yesterday i like snuck it right in there
1: ah Sweden. what did you think
4: I thought it was good. Again, very slow um, start, and uh, yeah, I just really like the scenery and stuff. Yeah, um, like the just like the overall themes of it. Um, again, the toxic masculinity. I thought it was very interesting.
1: And then Quinn, what is of the two you've seen, uh, which is your <laughs> what is your predict what's your favorite of the two and why?
3: Okay, well, as a movie expert, I can say that, um, you know, Don't Look Up was, what, um, it was one of my favorite movies that I watched this year. I don't really know what to say about it, other than the fact that um, it just really made me reflect on everything that has been going on. It's just a very timely film. I think it's, um, I really like it. I really, mean, I just like it.
1: Yeah, Don't Look Up's an interesting one, I think, because it's so divisive because I personally hated it with my entire being. Why'd you hate it? I feel like it wasn't doing very much as a satire. The people who were speaking to like me, I mean, I'm 100% climate activists agree with everything the movie was saying, but I feel like it was only talking to people who already agree with everything it's saying and isn't adding anything new to the conversation rather than just being like, oh, look at us, we're right and everybody else is wrong. And so I feel like as a satire, it wasn't as biting as it needed to be and it me but I also was really don't like how it was edited uh which is more of a personal opinion
3: I I agree with you there were some parts of like the editing that I thought were like kind of weird and wonky
2: that's really interesting I I had like no interest in saying don't look up because I just like mainly just because seeing Leonardo DiCaprio's face just irks me um hot take i guess um but um all the moms listening (laughs) all the moms listening but like anyways so like that just really just like did not i just and like the premise of and like watching the trailers of it like it just to me have you guys seen space force
1: Mm but i know it i saw it
2: okay it looked like that like i feel like it could be compared to that
1: i'm gonna be honest from having seen both I agree I think it is pretty similar where okay. it wants to I don't I don't want to rag on it too much but because do it's it. trying to be a lot smarter than it is and ends up just being self-righteous
2: exactly and that's why I was just kind of like ah and also I don't want to watch I don't want to re-watch the past two years you know like I I, I, I don't I don't want to do that so that's why I actually that's honestly why I don't understand why don't look up is on here because like it's like again who wants to live the past two years like I I don't know okay
3: well in my personal opinion I think it's nominated for best picture because for a few seconds you see Meryl Streep's but
2: see I didn't know that now I get it
3: (laughs) but that you know that's not all I have to say
2: (laughs) that makes so much more sense now I understand why it's on here also, movie that we haven't talked about that most of us have seen is Dune. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dune was great. I watched it um, in theaters. I had, I had no idea what Dune was before going into it. I just knew that it was based off of a book and that there was sand. And I was like, great. That's cool. So, yeah, going into it, I was really excited and I was really intrigued because I was like, okay, you know. My family is not a really big fan of longer than hour and a half movies. So like going into it, I was like, all right guys, like we need to like take our bathroom breaks. We need to take snacks, like to really sit down and watch the whole movie. Um, yeah, most of my family was was bored after a little while, but I like still was like, I was still invested. I was like, oh my goodness, like what's gonna happen now? What is this like funny thing? Um, I'm really happy that it is um, up for best picture. Because I I think it's like, I think it's great. Like, I thought it was a great movie. I can't remember what else it's nominated for. Um, Was it nominated for a sound design?
1: It was nominated for editing, sound design, best picture, and best cinematography, and maybe best score.
3: I'll say I did like the music. Yeah.
1: The music was very good.
3: Also, Timothy Chalamet. Ooh
2: la la. Timothy, <laughs> Chimia, <Chimilla. laughs>
1: yeah, so my bad. Dune got nominated for ten Academy Awards. As it should. Oh my god. So yeah, everything except best director did it get? It got all the technical ones. That's really where it came in.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, because it got best costume design, best sound, best original score, best adapted screenplay film editing
3: i'm seeing a lot of um king richard on this list and that's been one of the movies that i've been really really wanting to watch have any of you guys seen it
1: i have seen king richard um it's it's fine
3: will you remind me what it's about
1: it's about uh serena and venus williams's father
3: okay that's what i thought but i was afraid that if i said that out loud i would i was gonna be wrong um.
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's good. I mean, like, it's fine. It's a biopic. It doesn't do anything unique, but it's, it's worth watching. Okay. I hope it doesn't win anything, just because, like, I feel like there's more deserving movies, but it's, like, it's okay that it got nominated.
2: Oh, Belfast. Um, Zin, what was, what was that movie about? The Irish. Ireland. What?
1: Kenneth Branagh being like, my childhood was fine, even though I was in war-torn Ireland. Oh, happens. okay. Like, poorly, so, like, it was like Roma, if Roma was bad.
4: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I kind of liked Belfast. Sorry, hot take.
1: No, 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 that's fine. I, like, there were parts of it I liked, and I liked the the things it was going for. I just, all those wides that it did, felt like it really didn't allow us to enter the emotions of the characters in a way that made the movie impactful.
4: That's true, but if I did have to pick Um, one movie over Nightmare Alley which was no 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 I did not like that movie I couldn't believe that Guillermo del Toro did that one I was like this does not feel like that that feels like um the new like Death on the Nile or whatever it felt like that felt like just a B-list like popular movie but uh I'd pick Belfast over that
1: they're pretty much the same for me, I just don't think about either one very much. I would put Nightmare Alley for me over it just because the set design's so good. That'd, that'd be the only differentiating factor for me, however. So let's uh, move into some of the acting categories because those are ones people generally pay attention to. Uh, let's start with the actor in a leading role of these nominees, which is your favorite and why, and also to, to contrast that, with, what's your pick? Who do you think is actually gonna win even if they're not your favorite?
3: I would love to say something first and foremost. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get it twisted when I say that I think Benedict Cumberbatch is the most terrifying, creepy, weird guy in Hollywood. I'm sorry, but I do not like that man. I'm going to use this platform to say that I don't like that man. I'm sorry. Dang.
2: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to de-platform you for a second and say out of all the men in Hollywood, out of all of them, you're going to say Benedict Cumberbatch.
3: I think he's scary. Okay, I don't like him. Whenever like, he comes up in a movie, off.
1: To be honest, though, that'll make you love Power of the Dog. Yeah. I feel well, like he'll be, no, he'll be able <laughs> to use how gross and creepy he is to her like in the subjective sense to her and make phil even more of a disgusting piece of garbage uh
2: that's true
1: like he plays a scumbag in power of the dog it's undeniable good
2: yeah (laughs) so so you'll really get sold on it, quinn
3: i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm on hater mode i you know maybe he did a good job but you know what
1: it's all good i insulted don't look up so
3: (laughs) i'm just i'm i'm separating the art from the artist here (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah well i think benedict cumberbatch did great i think he did really good and i have a feeling that he's gonna win but i'm gonna cause a riot if andrew garfield does not win for tick tick boom he did amazing his performance was impeccable
1: he learned to sing for the movie
2: he learned well he could always sing he was on broadway
1: was he I yeah. could have sworn I read an article where he was like, Lemonwell heard he could sing, and so no, somebody, yeah. somebody no, told No,
2: yeah, no, no, oh yeah, that, so that is totally the case. But he could sing. Like his friend was lying, like because he his friend didn't know he could sing.
1: Okay, I guess yeah. I was wrong.
2: Yeah, he he was on Broadway, or or he he did he did show performances. Yes, look it up. Check my sources.
1: Yeah, I'm numb. I'm- I, I like. I totally believe you. I'm just
2: fight her right now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You're totally right. He made his Broadway debut in 2012. I'm sorry, I'm wrong.
2: It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he did amazing. Um, in Tick, Tick, Boom, and I think I think it's gonna be a hard battle. I've wanted to watch the tragedy of Macbeth. Um, for a while. Good. Yeah. It's good. Okay, because I've, um, because I really like, um, black and white movies. I've just come to realize that. So, yeah, but I don't know. I know, I know. Like, it's that thing where it's like, you know that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to win, but in your heart, you wish it was it was somebody else. And I wish it was Andrew Garfield.
1: I, yeah, I would be happy if it's Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield or Denzel Washington. Um, I love Javier Bardem, but he does not need to win for being the Ricardos.
2: I'm surprised being the Ricardos is even in here as well. Because I heard that that was a very bad, like, extremely bad movie. Yeah.
1: I haven't heard any really any positive things about being the Ricardos. I think it's just because it's, like, about old Hollywood. Yeah. And the old white guys who run the Academy. Uh, Love that.
2: And it's funny that I see Denzel Washington. I totally forgot that he was in The Tragedy of Macbeth. He's
1: very Um, good.
2: Because, yeah, no and you can cut this out, but my mom is like in love with Denzel Washington. Like she absolutely is obsessed. I watched, just um, be honest,
1: whose mom isn't though.
2: <laughs> <very true. laughs> so I think out of like in my childhood, I remember watching like a bunch of Disney movies and a bunch of Denzel Washington movies, like obviously with my mom.
1: Right? I I can relate to that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. It's just made me laugh. Cause I was like, Oh yeah.
1: I really do feel like actor in a leading role is not a very controversial category. It's going to go to Benedict Cumberbatch, and I don't think anyone's going to be too upset about that. I am. Except Quinn, well, I'm going to
2: cause a mini riot. Just, just like a mini one, just like a small, like a small, like like Andrew.
4: Obviously, my dream pick would be Andrew Garfield because amazing, great. Um, I did like him. Uh, This is off topic, but I did like him in Tammy Faye, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I think he did a pretty good job in that. So he's just a good actor in general. But I think like everyone else thinks it's going to go to Benedict Cumberbatch. I never say his name right. Um, But then part of me is also thinking it might go to Denzel because he's an established actor. And last year they gave it to I forget his name but the one established one he was in sounds of the lambs thank you anthony hopkins and i was mad um because yeah
2: everybody was if we can if we can take a minute i'm getting on a freaking soapbox i was so mad i remember like i was in my house and like my family i think they weren't trying to go to sleep but they were like in their rooms And I literally was just screaming like, that's it? Like, that's the Oscars? Like, what? I'm not gonna curse, I can't curse on here, but I was cursing very loudly at my television screen. Like, (laughs) what the heck? Like, how, how, like, I understand that, you know, showbiz can be very heartless, you know? But like, I did not expect them to be that heartless and it is disgusting. Okay.
1: Yeah, I know it was weird that they decided to move best actor to last and then gave it to Anthony Hopkins. He was asleep in Wales.
2: Exactly. Who was probably asleep, but instead of getting his award.
1: No, he was. He he that's what he said the next day. He was like, Yeah, I'm 90. I'm I was asleep in bed. It was 4 a.m. my time.
2: Exactly. God
1: no expectation of winning.
4: <laughs> Give it to someone who cares.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
4: It was Chadwick Boseman's, or Boseman, am I saying that yeah, right? Boseman. It was yeah. his chance. It was his it was it was his year.
1: His last role. Yeah.
4: It was
2: supposed to be him. And you know what? And I think in everybody's hearts, in the hearts of the world, it is him, you know?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins gave a great performance, but it was Chadwick's. Yes. Moving on to actor in a supporting role, this is a slightly more controversial um, category. What do y'all think about it? Who do you think should win and why? It's really between two people at this point. It's between Troy Kotzer for Coda and Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. So that's the controversial decision. Oh yeah, so Troy Kotzer, he plays the dad in Coda. And Cody Smith McPhee plays the uh, Kirsten Dunst kid.
4: I'm like leaning towards um, Cody Smith McPhee. Uh, that's the last name. Um, I'm leaning towards him because I just feel like he was really creepy in that, especially near the end. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to be by him. Um, I feel the same way Quinn feels about Benedict Cumberpatch. The same as, like, the kid in that movie. He's just super creepy.
1: It could go either way. Uh, I I love Troy Kotzer and Coda. I loved him a lot. I think he did a really, really good job. I do still lean to Cody Smith McPhee because, like you said, he, he really captures a vibe.
2: I think that whole end scene, without spoiling anything, you know, the whole end scene in the barn? I think that whole... Scene could be a film and win all the awards. Like that was amazing. That was great. I agree. Um, my heart is torn. My heart is really torn because I really do love Coda. Um, but but he really did give a great performance in in Power of the Dog. I'm gonna have to pass on this one.
1: Okay, let's move on to actress in a leading role and actress in a supporting role. I feel like neither one of these are super controversial controversial um but we can talk about them
2: um i haven't seen any of the movies in the actress leading role i did want to watch spencer because i did hear that Kristen stewart's um performance was really good
1: if anyone other than Kristen stewart wins for actress in a leading role it'll be a travesty um because this is her performance as diana is one of the best performances in the past five years honestly
3: okay from twilight to
1: I know. Yeah, her and Rob Pattinson having such glow-ups. Oh my gosh, they're
3: Oi. Oi.
1: they're cool now. It's crazy.
3: <laughs> They've always been cool. Watch your mouth.
1: I mean, in the general public eye, I've always thought they're cool. Mm-hmm. I was a, I was a hardcore Twilight fan back in the day. Not a fan. Are
3: they team Edward or Team Jacob?
1: When it comes to the movies, I have to say. Team Edward solely because of Robert Pattinson.
2: I gotta go. I gotta go, you guys.
1: But when it comes to the books, I'm Team Jake because he's the better person, even though they're both terrible. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, I haven't watched Twilight. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, no, you you just have very strong opinions, but Oh my
3: god, I can't believe Twilight. I can't believe Tw- Kristen Stewart got got nominated for actress in a leading role for her performance in twilight that's crazy
1: i know wild (laughs) she was so good in it though
3: she's so good
1: she really captured bella
2: gosh um yeah i do
1: think kristen stewart's pretty much a show-in for actress so
2: i think for actresses in a leading role a supporting role this is hard for me because i really liked kristen dunn's performance i thought she really kind of brought out kind of like that tragedy of, you know, like being alone, like out there, you know, being surrounded by dudes and you're the only like woman out there, like it really sucks. But Ariana DeBose, or DeBose?
1: I think it's DeBose.
2: DeBose in West Side Story. I think what they did with Anita in West Side Story, like a da- like expanding kind of her role in the movie was chef's kiss amazing.
1: It was so good. They really improved her character in every possible way.
2: Yeah, and she did so good as it, um, as her. It was great.
1: I do think Kirsten Dunst is going to win, and that's not going to be upsetting. But if Ariana DeBose wins, I'm going to be very, very happy because she deserves it.
2: And you know what? I think people are going to be more upset if Ariana DeBose doesn't win because Rita Moreno won Best Supporting Actress. um, That's true. So I feel like, I feel like that's, yeah. And I feel like that's, what's kind of like this, this movie's legacy really. Yeah. So I don't know. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed bag.
4: Yeah. Ariana DeBose really good. And then going back to the actress in a leading role. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Amazing. Just Spencer was such a good film, but I also have to say, I wouldn't be mad. It's, Probably not a big chance, but if Jessica Chastain won for the Eyes of Tammy Faye, I wouldn't be mad because it was she did a pretty good job in that.
1: Yeah, she she put a lot into that performance, even if the movie wasn't all that great. She she was so. And then uh, Madison, since you mentioned that you always have cared about animated feature film, let's discuss that. Um, We've got some some really good selections this year for animated feature film. Uh, Really, there isn't a bad movie on this. List,
4: uh, yeah. I this is my this is my category. Um, obviously, Encanto is gonna win. Um, and if it doesn't, I will riot. Um, especially if ryan and the Last Dragon wins over that. Yeah, no, oh, definitely. No, the not. only, I
1: think the only movie that has a chance to win over Encanto would be Flea, but I doubt it. That's true.
4: I also. I don't think it should be nominated, but I also like the Mitchells versus the machines. I feel like Sony's coming out. Uh they did the emoji movie, but now they're they're doing into the spider verse and all this, and it's yeah, it's good. But yeah, Lord and Miller. Yeah, Lord and Miller doing great things. They did the did they do the Lego movie I think or they did. am I thinking? No, yeah. I think they
1: did. They did Lego movie and Into the Spider-Verse.
4: So yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm glad it got. I'm glad it got, it's getting recognition by the academy because it's a terrific movie.
4: Yeah, but it, Encanto all the way.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one.
4: I need
3: to do a shout out to Luca because that was one of my favorite movies this year. It's just so cute. It's just so sweet. Um, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was. um really sp- special it brought um a tear to my eye and a glow to my heart what can i say
1: ah uh, it's a great movie silencio bruno
3: oh my god the part that really got me is the very end the two old ladies oh um, yeah i was like ah! <laughs> i knew it um
1: but i love the movie. i really do think anything except Ryan the Last Dragon could win and it'd be okay.
2: I hear a lot of people actually saying uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines is gonna win because, like, even though it was, I think it came out, like, in, like, a year ago, like, in February, um, a lot of people, like, were praising that movie for months and now it's just getting a resurgence again because, you know, it's, it's on this list. But just, like... Um, Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add in the the conversation. Encanto is amazing.
1: Sweet. Uh, I guess so then, is there any other categories we want to talk about? Directing, cinematography, editing. Do we have any thoughts on any of the rest?
2: Maybe the cinematography for a minute?
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Okay. I think, ooh,
1: this is hard too. The, the, The only
2: three that I've seen was Dune, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Although the story, <laughs> the story was <of> my sister, <laughs> is a little um, dated, this new adaptation was so pretty and was so, like, it was just amazing. It was just framed beautifully for some of the scenes. Um, and it really made me kind of enjoy it a lot more. Like, I was like, wow, this is, it, it, it does definitely make me want to watch it again, um, solely for, you know, watching how pretty it is. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Power of the Dog, um, had some really nice, like, wide shots, like, establishing shots, um, that really kind of caught the loneliness of this, you know, small farm that I thought was really, was really good. Dune cinematography was also really good, um, of capturing the sand. Um, and if I'm going to be honest, that's honestly all I remember from the movie, (laughs) which is like, shots of the sand. Um... Cause at least from what I've told, like that's 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 the first part of the book is just sand.
1: The second part's just sand too.
2: Is it just more sand?
1: It's all sand.
2: <laughs> okay. Um but yeah, I haven't seen Chad Macbeth. But I am planning on watching it. I might watch it tonight.
4: But um
1: similarly to best animated cinematography, these are all really good. Like there's no wrong option here.
4: I agree. Um the one thing I have to clear up. Nightmare Alley. I didn't like the plot, but the cinematography was very nice. Yeah, and I was there. I was there for the pictures, not the the story, not for Bradley Cooper or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was there for, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. Willem Dafoe. I was there for him.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he's always great.
4: Also, costume
2: design. I saw that West Side Story is is there for costume design. I haven't even oh no I saw Dune uh I didn't see that Cruella yeah, I don't I don't know well actually I do know why it, it was pretty interesting to watch to watch the costume design but yeah I I will cause a riot if West Side Story doesn't win costume design I I I literally it was funny I watched it because I loved the yellow dress that Anita was wearing and now like I want to make it like I feel like I I, I can I can make a dress like that I probably can't but I I stick it to the person. I can do it. Um, What was the other? Oh, score songs. Um, I wanted to go to songs too. I know I'm like prolonging
1: this.
3: (laughs) Easy, your Um, passion is just really making me giggle. I'm
2: sorry. sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah. Also, if those origuitas does not win. I. I will. You know, cause a full. I was talking about these mini riots. I will cause a full-on riot.
1: <laughs> There's no song here that even stands a chance. It's going to though. I know.
2: This but- would
4: also, this, sorry. This would also get Lin-Manuel Miranda EGOT status. I'm pretty sure, right? Like when you win the Tony. Oh, shoot. The- yeah, I think Is it, it, would. It? it would. Would it? I thought I saw that somewhere and I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. I don't know
1: if he's won a, because he's won a Tony. He wins an Oscar. He's won a Grammy. Has he won an Emmy? That's the one. Yeah. He's one too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. He would, if he won this, he, he would.
3: This is kind of unrelated. I just want to mention, but um, I think it was either yesterday or the day before I texted Daisy because I was in the back of an Uber and they were playing. I don't like, we don't talk about Bruno on like top 40 radio. And I was like, Giggling so hard, I was giggling so hard. I could not believe that was on Top Forty Radio, but that that soundtrack
2: freaking slaps. It's, it's awesome. Slap. It slaps yeah. to the moon and back, dude. It's great. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? You can say all you want about Lin Manuel Miranda as a performer, but he he knows how to write a good song.
2: Yeah, I don't.
1: Oh yeah, when it, when he when he showed up like for like two seconds and into the heights, I was like, oh my god.
3: Yeah, go back to uh, it.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey. true. Go away. Hey. The movie was good until <laughs> no, hey. you showed up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you guys.
2: I loved the Pinagua guy. I I just loved that sequence of him just like randomly dancing. I, I that made me laugh. Like I knew it added nothing to it, but it just it was just funny. Like I was like, look at that
1: guy now. For me, Lemon Womaranda, he just breaks immersion. I see him and I'm like, oh my god, we're in a movie. This is a movie. It freaks me out.
4: Him in uh whatever. Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate his, his his accent. Oh, it's so bad. I didn't like it.
2: A lot of people now that Quinn mentioned, um, we don't talk about Bruno. A lot of people were getting upset because we we don't talk about Bruno was not in the in the original song category.
1: Yeah, because the Miranda didn't submit it.
2: Yeah, because he didn't submit it because one, like that song, yes, it's amazing. But I think I heard him say that Dos Origuitas, it, it captures the core message of what Encanto is. And I think like that's, yeah, that's great. And that's amazing. Also, why is Don't Look Up Here? Why? Why? Get out of here.
1: Nicholas Bratel is a renowned composer at this point. So they were just like, we'll throw him a bone.
2: But you know what interests me? What interests me is that Encanto and Dune are for are for um best original score. What do we think about that?
1: Uh, I think Power of the Dog is better than both of them. I think Encanto should win. It's awesome. Between all three, they're all really, really good. So, um,
2: wait, what, why would you think Power of the Dog? Why do you think Power of the Dog is? so win? good describe the feeling of
1: whenever that guitar comes in it makes you so uneasy the like the like the the jazz undertones along with the more traditional orchestration the way that it sets up unease throughout the entire movie johnny greenwood is just the way that he blends styles and um, and his music to create unease is genius he did the same thing at spencer and that's actually in my opinion the biggest snub one of the biggest snubs of the year is that Spencer didn't get uh, best soundtrack not, I think everything Johnny Greenwood, right, should get a best uh, original score nomination.
2: The best everything.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I love Johnny Greenwood.
2: I'm interested. I have to. I have to listen to the Dune soundtrack because I've I've only heard like that one like iconic big song, which I'm like that's that's pretty cool. Um, the Encanto soundtrack. I did listen to all of it, like, like all of it, like not just the songs, but like the other scores that go with it.
1: The score nomination isn't for the songs; it's just for the um the score.
2: Yeah, and it was really good. I think it captured like the mystical, magicalness of um of the house.
1: Yeah, I, I really do think for most of these nominations, there's not much divisiveness because they're all really good.
2: Yeah, which is which
1: is nice. It's rare for the Oscars to have this many uh, good good selections. There's no like standout why outside of don't look up, there's no standout bad nominations.
3: I was gonna say maybe I'm not remembering something, but I don't remember the music and it being that great.
1: I went in to see it knowing that Nicholas Bertel did the score and I love Nicholas Bertel, And knowing that it got nominated and could not could not tell you a single song that was in the entire movie. No.
2: What about the one that Ariana Grande sang?
1: I hated that. Oh yeah, that got that nominated <laughs> for best original song. No way. You're lying. No, I'm 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 serious. Uh where is oh it?
2: Oh my gosh. If it wins, I'm gonna sue. Like I'm genuinely going to sue the Academy of Motion Pictures.
1: Oh no, I was wrong. I thought it had. Okay. My bad.
2: Okay. I was about to say.
3: <laughs> Dude, I n- knew that we- there was no way. <laughs> Isn't that- uh, I- <laughs> I'm also, I'm sorry. I just really, I, I'm not a fan of Ariana Grande. I'm not trying to be controversial,
1: but I'm not. Yeah, a hot take.
2: I got to leave the chat now. I gotta leave this round. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah,
1: I think I have no opinion on Ariana Grande, if I'm being honest. Um, to close out, let's talk about snubs. What movies didn't get nominated that we really wish had? Like for me, for instance, I really wish that the Green Knight had been nominated for costume design or set design. Um, and I really wish that Spencer had been nominated for score.
4: Mostly for me, it's just Spencer.
1: It really got done dirty.
4: It did. Um, I don't know if I'm remembering it wrong, but I, I like the costume design in Spencer. I don't know. It was a good recreation.
1: I agree. Kristen Stewart's dresses were so magnificent. All of Diana's wardrobe from that movie should have gotten a costume nomination.
4: Yeah. I think the only reason they didn't do that because they're like, it's a recreation. Why, why do we need to like, it's creativity. And I think we snub a lot of movies that do like regular like clothes and we say like, oh, they're not costume design when they are.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. One other big Snub is Denis Villeneuve did not get a Best Director nomination.
3: Well, the real, the only snub I can really think of is my own documentary for the own for the documentary
1: category, but fair enough. <laughs> whatever.
2: Um, can we talk about um the um I don't know who's leading in the crowd pleaser award that the Oscars are having now? Because I know that they, because I know that they added. They're doing like two new awards that you vote on Twitter, which I think is really interesting. I know they tried to do that a couple of years ago. And last I heard, um, Cinderella was winning and, um, that's a crime. I agree. I don't know who needs to pay for it, but it's a crime.
1: Yeah, no, having, having the crowd vote for it is, uh, it kind of, I, as long as they don't do it for any of the big awards, it doesn't, it's not too big of a deal, but it kind of ruins the point of what the Oscars are and that it's a select oligarchy of movie industry professionals, hard quotes on that, um, to deciding what's the best.
2: Yeah, but I think um, the reason why that they're having these awards is to bring in more people, which like, do we really think that these awards would bring in more people?
1: That's a, that's a whole conversation about bringing in more people. I think the Oscars are willing, at this point, are willing to try anything because their viewership is declining at such a rate that if they don't do well this year, it could spell the eventual end of the Oscars.
3: Dun, dun, dun.
1: But it is, yeah, it is a whole thing. And I think, yeah, at this point, they're trying anything they can to get audience retention on. Then the whole other conversation is that's why they're making a lot of the technical awards be pre-recorded and shown quickly
2: which is so stupid, like, like, I, like, I'm not the best editor or the best screenwriter, but I want to see those, like, on, like, on, um, on screen, like, I think the, my, my most memorable, like, Oscar moment that I was, like, yes, like, oh my gosh, was in 20, in 2020, when Promising Young Woman got best screenplay, I was so happy. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah. Like she filmed this when she was pregnant and she was getting the award while pregnant again. Like I was like, wow, women in film, amazing. Yeah, and
1: I think a lot of people who are into film more than just a passing interest are disappointed about this as well. But the problem is the Oscars need to get, not just film fans invested they need to get casual viewers invested too and that's hard to do with technical awards unfortunately yeah because the average average person on the street you, you're like hey what's your pick for best editing they're,
2: <laughs> they're not gonna
1: have any opinions
2: they're definitely not gonna say don't look up
1: got it that they might because they know because <laughs> god forbid you can notice the you notice the editing
3: tough here for the oscars huh
1: seems that way but yeah, to close out, last question. Uh, what's one award, one film? And this is a big question, but what's one film or one award that you're really hoping wins above anything else? Like, what's your one that you really want? For me, it's, I really, really, really hope uh, Kristen Stewart wins for Spencer.
2: I really hope Coda wins for Best Picture. I know it's not gonna happen, but I... I'm still holding out hope that, that movie just took my heart and wow, it was, it was amazing. I also, um, I also hope the Encanto gets, um, best, best original score. I think those two, I'm like rooting for it. Um, but other than that, um, I think I'm pretty, pretty okay with whatever. I honestly,
3: fingers crossed, hoping and praying that Kristen Stewart finally gets recognized for her role in Twilight as Bella Swan.
1: There you go. Yeah. She deserves it. I agree. And Madison?
4: Kristen Stewart. I think that's the consensus today. And then I don't know. I just keep lingering on uh, best actor. Um, I know it's not going to happen probably, but Andrew Garfield, I'm really hoping
1: He's definitely a fan favorite. Yeah, it'd be nice if he won. He, de- he deserves it.
4: I second that.
0: You've been listening to Film Club, a production of Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music was composed by Kendrick Whiteman. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Danina people whose land we work on. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including Alaska State Council on the Arts. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like ADME. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. And if you are a youth, ages 13 to 24, who loves movies and is interested in being part of our film club, Go to alaskateenmedia.org join to find out more. Or you can email us at news at You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all sorts of updates. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Nico Coltrane. Thanks for listening.